Welcome to Better Cast Saul, the officially unofficial podcast for Better Call Saul on AMC. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we today are going we just to sing watch. all of the elements on the periodic charts I can't. to musical accompaniment. I'd no? be good to get like three or four. Oh, shit. I guess I should have. There's uranium. Geranium. There's cobalt. Helium. And... You got to sing it though, Jim. And Tide Pods. This, this is this is Tide Pods. Uh, they're on there. There's not enough auto tune in the world to Fuck. fix what you're doing here. Uh, we just watched season four, episode three, titled "Something Beautiful." I think they were talking about that song actually. They, they when were they named the episode. Uh, what'd you think? Wow, it was a lot. There was like the <laughs> highest of stakes, and I've since saying that like Nacho is kind of like the closest thing we got to a potential hero's journey here. Yeah, yeah, and that's rough. Like I. The shot, the 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 shoulder shot, just how bloodless it was. I was like, man, how? What would you do? Turn around, knowing you're going to get shot in the shoulder, and then they shot him in the gut. I'm like, Jesus! I don't think Gus cares if this guy lives or dies. I agree. I agree. I think it's like you know, we can sell this story, or we could just have both of them get killed. Either right. way, either way, it's going to yeah. happen. And then like when the cousins, like man, I get to see the cousins shooting him in the face once he doesn't know any information because <laughs> uh-huh. burn them both, right? Yeah, and then the I, I was wondering, like, who's he going to name, right? Because whoever he names is going to have a world of shit coming down and on him. I thought maybe nobody. Maybe, I thought Gus would maybe take that opportunity to, to send him off on a wild goose chase against some other arrival, maybe even north of the border. But right, um, no. And then you got the smallest of screwball stakes with this stupid Hummel figurine <laughs> and this just fiasco. Kind of a bad thief. Kind of, kind of bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I I found myself thinking, hmm, okay, this is more of a table setting episode. I guess I this mm. was to me the the episode where I go, all right, I'll, you know, I I'm entertained, but it's not doing things that are like super important to me right now. Mm. Um and I guess like this is maybe the weakest episode in my mind so far. Mm, interesting, but but not by a, a like a mile or anything. It's it is a it's table still entertaining. Because... It's just like. I mean, the nacho stuff is a logical follow through, but like, you right. know, Jimmy's high. I, I I still don't know why he's doing this. It's so stupid. Uh-huh. And then you know, Kim has the whole Mesa Verde ready to explode into a national chain across like all these yeah. new states to learn the regulations. And you know, on the one on the one hand, it seems like we were talking about it, like that's that's Kim's dream, right? This founds should be. This is Wexler and Partners, like uh-huh. the formation of it. She starts off with her new paralegal, mm-hmm. and then she just starts hiring the fuck out of well-qualified real estate uh, lawyers and yeah. uh, banking specialists. Maybe and, poach a few HHM. Yeah, that you know that you, you know, know make some them partners. That some associates had some sharp minds. Like uh-huh. this seems like, but she is having a panic deck because it's not happening in the right place in her life. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she she clearly like that end scene says that she has a lot more feelings about Chuck than maybe we realized to begin maybe. with. Maybe I don't know what to make of that uh, letter. It, I'm surprised. Her, as well, it's her reaction to it, right? She she's broken up by Jimmy. Obviously, isn't she? Takes a lot harder than than he does, and I can't mm. tell if it's all how much of it is guilt over what they did to poor Chuck uh, in that courtroom. How much of it is like feeling Jimmy's emotions for him in a weird way. She, she's kind of sad that Jimmy's not feeling this and getting Man, it. I've got the hottest of takes already formed up in oh, chat. Oh fuck! And but you know we gotta we, right. we gotta we gotta keep that keep that to ourselves for now. I I don't know because I thought Kim was a sucker. 
because Chuck sending this, like having this undated letter that even though he cuts Jimmy out of his will and gives him a bogus, like, I didn't forget about you, motherfucker. I just wanted to snub you type reward. He sends this smarmy, like, Chuck has got a long history of saying, I'm right behind you, Jimmy. I'm right behind you, Jimmy, as he's trying mm-hmm. to fuck with him. Yeah. So, like, this is just more of his delusional patter where he can be a great man and also be a shit to his brother and no one call him on it. Kim's smarter than this. I don't know. But unless you say that her emotion is over Jimmy's lack of emotion or over the fact that it's incredibly sad that these brothers hated each other to the point where one burned himself to death and the other doesn't care about it. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, that's I could see shedding some tears just on from a like, like, isn't that a terrible something said about humanity? But mm-hmm. what what's your take on that? I I don't have a good handle on it yet. I need to see it again. Um but my initial read is that Kim is feeling what Jimmy doesn't hmm. here. And I don't know if it's because she had, you know, whatever relationship she had with Chuck. If, if she's like feeling that she's talking about that, he's talking about her in this letter or hmm. I, yeah, not, none of it quite makes sense to me. Yet. Yeah. I need to check it out again. Uh, do you have a better handle on why Jimmy is doing some of the things he's doing? I, before you answer that, did you think that when Kim came up to him kind of with something preoccupied uh, to talk to him about that she was going to ask him, like, where the fuck did you go at three o'clock in the morning last night? Like, is that like, I feel like Jimmy gets away with way too much, you know, I mean, if, if my wife got up and like left at three o'clock in the morning and came back like two and a half hours later in the middle of the night, didn't say anything about it. I wouldn't like jump or shit about it, but I'd be like, hey, yo, what happened last night? You know, that's a that's yeah. a very fair yeah. question to ask someone you're sleeping with. Uh-huh. The fuck did you go for two and a half hours in the middle of the night without saying anything? That's the thing. Like Kim has so much that she's worried about. Like I, I don't know if she can handle yeah Jimmy right right now. Sli- sli- slipping back into Jimmy. Yeah, because you're know. right. She should be maybe asking those questions. Uh, and but but she's got. I mean, this scene where she's presented with all the expansion stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's. It's over the top in that Villigan fashion, it right? Is. He lists city after city it, after it's, it's city. It's really Wonka decoration, and the fucking designs for these banks are ludicrous. Like, the first one's <laughs> like, them, yeah. okay, all glass, North Face, but some of that stuff was, like, something that would look right in, like, like it's an Epcot cotton yeah. candy stand, you know? There's uh, this one, like, I don't know, geodesic triangular structure that seemed like a model of an atomic structure more than it did a bank branch, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the takeaway from that scene, though, is Kim is still in way over her head, and she's not willing to step back and say, I can't do this. Yeah. So, like, it's what we were talking about last episode. She's going to get right back in there, and she's going to have the same problems, except worse this time, because now she's got to expand across the freaking country. Right. She's got to grow her own business at a rate just just a pace of Mesa Verde or what is she going to do? Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's one of those things where it's like an opportunity you want, but like when it happens and you're not in the emotional or mental place to take advantage of it. Oof. Oof. Rough. And now she's got Jimmy on top of that. So she has Jimmy on top of that. (laughs) I Uh, I don't know what her fate is. I, the other thing I got, um, because, you know, one of, the, one of the things about Saul is he knew anybody that you needed for anything criminal. Like, he had his mm-hmm. finger on the criminal underworld uh, in the way that, like, this this veterinarian seems to right now. 
Yeah. Jimmy seems so much better at that job than he is that I think we might this season see Jimmy take over from the fish doctor. You know, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I mean, they're using the the vet clinic as right. a cover, right? right? And what do they do with Saul's business? They use it as a cover. So exactly. I, I could definitely see him going, you know what? This vet's not doing the job come with me we'll we'll make this bigger and better right i'll just take a, i'll just lift the business from you and that's mm-hmm. what he can do before until he practices law and then yeah. when he gets his law degree back then he can fucking be his own front how cool is that yeah no i, I think that's a good guess hmm. as to how it's gonna go down uh we'll see what else do we want to talk about uh i don't know i got a, a whole lot of questions I, about the the nacho thing i thought that i thought that the the guy that eventually showed up was an important figure in uh, Breaking Bad history, oh, but he's thief? not because I thought it's like this isn't the gun. No, that's guy that plays by uh, Jim Jim Beaver. Yeah, who or is it Jim Beaver? Jim Beaver. I think it's Beaver. Yeah, because yeah, it's just a funny last name. Uh, what? I don't think he's anybody because I looked on Reddit for so. the ten minutes we were kind of waiting, and I was like, I, this will be into like the new conversations or something, and nobody's got anything for it. So I think he's just a. A goofball mm-hmm. that the uh, that like imagine the bottom of the barrel that the fish guy is scraping for this con. See, I thought it would be great if if it was Badger, or yeah. if it were Combo or somebody combo. like that would have been cool. Yeah, those those seem like the smash and grab kind of guys. Right, right. Um, I just I I wish that Mike had had more to say to Jimmy about it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's not right for me, and here's why it's not right for you. It's stupid. It's this. It's that. Because I just kept coming back to like shitting gold. $4,000 for breaking and entering, and if a guy's in there and he gets hurt, like, oh, my God, it's yeah, it's bad. It's bad. No, nah, it, it's – it's Jimmy calls it free money, and I, I want to do some analysis of how Jimmy assesses risk yeah. and, and factors that into his plans here. It right. seems that he has a very big problem with that. Yeah. Like, when he calls this free money, he's – ignoring all of the risk yes there's a cost to pay and it all is in the and form maybe it's of the a risk. small risk but the the cost if that risk comes right. up not in your favor is a lot it is yeah so especially for jimmy i mean he's already on the outs as a lawyer right what if he gets caught stealing he's living with his girlfriend he just got five thousand dollars from his brother that's got to be a couple months of living expenses like mm. have his mastercard I mean, I just feel like he'd probably make five grand a month at that copy sale, that copy sales job. Mm-hmm. Like he just thinks so small all the time, and it's yeah. it's more about just getting his getting his hand back in the the dirty shit. I guess I don't know. I can't. I I still have not got a good uh, peg on on what he's thinking and feeling here. Yeah, I think he kind of wants to live free. I guess yeah. uh, the other thing. Speaking of you know maybe a badger or somebody showing up, this episode we're introduced to a new character or an old character if you've seen breaking bad mm-hmm. gail gail Boddicker. yep uh in his professoring days no i, I think he's, he's a, a student he's a chem student he looks too about old his to be studies, a student but he's but... A, well i i mean they dyed his hair and his beard for fucking sure uh-huh. and they caught he, you know uh, gus talked about not taking away from his studies i think he's a right. post graduate like doctorals okay. you know he's doing something on making coffee probably uh <laughs> yeah. dead man's brew he's working on his thesis uh yeah like that's 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 the whole deal but like i would love to know how gus turned the corner on this guy 
um like being from like a recipient of the gus scott like he doesn't give this uh you know whenever every time someone graduates he comes and says you are mine <laughs> and gives him like the drug speech because like yeah i doubt it i mean i know gail said he's a libertarian and he feels like maybe ever but I do too. I'm not cooking meth out of my garage, even if I had the means to do so. Right. Like I'm libertarian since I think that, you know, our drug policy is insane, but holy shit, I'm not going to, because again, the risk and opportunity and he really is grateful for the Gus and, you know, but like grateful beyond the scholarship. I'd be grateful for a dude to paid for a full boat scholarship for me, but not have to cook meth for him. Right. Like Jesus. Yeah. I don't know. It's uh. I would love to I see more. I hope they do more with, with Got Gale. Got to, right? Yeah. Got to. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why we didn't think that that was a bigger deal. Like, the second it mm-hmm. looked like that Gus's might disrupt the supply, like, why weren't we Why weren't we speculating it might be Gale? I don't think anyone right. was guessing that. I certainly wasn't, even yeah. up to the moment where, I mean, you hear him singing, and it's like, oh, of course, it's fucking Gale. And yeah, but when he was going like, up oh, that, that, that distinctive staircase, I'm like, is this the DEA building? Oh, fuck yeah, we're going to meet Merker. Like, Gus is already smoothing over this shit for the, at the Ladea. And uh, it's the, it, no, it's Gale. Yeah. It's Gale distilling things out of some solution. I don't know. I love the introduction to him because yeah. that was his thing. Like, write these Italian operas or whatever. Right. That are I remember incredibly from the anim- fast. I remember it from the Animaniacs. I, I did not know that it was like a cover. I didn't know that Yak, uh, the the the, War- the the Warner Brothers were doing a cover there. But yeah, the, in this episode, they they bring it back. They don't do the same thing, but they do a similar thing, which I liked. Yeah, yeah. No, that's great. Um, so. Man, uh, I wonder. I mean, it's just Gus played the situation so so good. The, mm-hmm. the only thing that you, that, as you pointed out, uh, the number of footsteps in the desert. Like this is yeah. like I, I, this. The whole time I'm watching, I'm like, okay, this seems pretty smart. Mm-hmm. Okay, because the cousins aren't crime scene forensic analyzers. But then the fatal flaw I thought was how Hector or. No, it was Victor and Tyrus followed Nacho out into the desert. There's three sets yeah. of tracks going out there. Yeah, anybody's going to see that there are too many footprints here. Yeah, and like is the story that like Nacho fought them in a running gun battle and scared them off before they finished the job? I, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, but I no. guess we're not supposed to think that it's going to be a problem because... I guess not. Yeah. It, that, that, that does seem like, you know, maybe they, they should have shot him in the gut before he got away or something i don't know i do wonder if the cops are going to be able to tell uh that kind of stuff when yeah. they show up and and they could probably tell that all those bullets are filed fired from two pistols not probably like an automatic how do you how do you fire that many fucking bullets at a car i don't know it looks like they changed different guns the different like you know caliber so there sizes. might have been like so there six might... people or something yeah and it made it seem like i don't know because like didn't didn't uh victor get like a desert eagle out to shoot the engine block like maybe someone used a fit like a fifty caliber. You're right. It seems like it wouldn't hold up, but then the guy, the cousin, set the thing on fire, and that's going to obscure shit. And it could. I yeah. also think like what stretch of highway, no matter how remote in America, can you have that pitched gun battle and just leave that shit to the side of the road and no one <laughs> for hours and like hours. a looky loo gets there and Nacho's now in the hospital and he's answering a lot of difficult questions. I, yeah. I don't know that's uh but for I, the thing is, is I don't think Gus cared either way. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's you know, like you said, like shoot him in the gut. If he lives, he lives. He dies, he dies. He's very Ivan Drogo about it. Yeah. Uh, shall we get to the the feedback? 
Yeah, let's do it. All right, we got some queued up. We're now shifting into the uh, the instant talk mode. All right, this is the point where the instant take podcast stops. Uh, if you are a club uh, bald move subscriber at club.baldmove.com, you could actually join us in the instant talk portion of the podcast where you can log in and chat with us and send in your live feedback and comments and questions for consideration on the instant talk podcast again to partake of that you have to be a club member the only way to do that is go to club.baldmove.com and sign up today free 30-day trial